Welcome, Green County. We're here with Empowering Green, and this is our first time that we ever have had an extra guest. So we are very grateful to have Dr. Woodlock here. So it's not Pink Floyd that was on there, but it was. No. It's pretty good music. Did you enjoy that? <laughs> That's wonderful. But you said this is the first time we've had a guest, so you've had it before. We've had the podcast a couple times so far, just as a little group discussion, but we've never had a guest. You're officially our first, first guest. guest. Welcome. Yeah. Okay. We feel like this is a special honor for you. But I can go back and listen to the other podcasts, right? Yes. Yeah. That's okay. the cool thing about podcasts is they're on there, and you can listen to any okay. order. So even though you, this is the first time we have you as a guest, somebody might be listening for the first time today. So well, excellent. that's special. Who's our guest? Dr. Woodlock. Yes, Dr. Woodlock. Oh, Mandy can't hear either. She's got her headphones off. So. <laughs> Dr. Woodlock, you have been on the Board of Health for a long time, and I did some little look back because I've asked you this before. Do you know how many years you've been on the Board of Health? No. No. It's about 25 years. Did you know that? <laughs> it goes back to so i'm done then right no <laughs> no you just way. keep going we keep going yeah. dr woodlock's been a joy at the board of health meetings he's funny and brings in light and definitely experience in the room so we're glad to have mm. him but since 1999 it looks like you were um on the board so that's that's wow. a while does it feel like it doesn't feel that long huh no, no <laughs> then I'm getting closer to the end of my life, so I guess. I... <laughs> no. <laughs> How long have you um, owned the dentistry in town? Uh, October first, nineteen eighty. Nineteen eighty. Wow. And Mandy, do you go see him? Mm-hmm. I do. I have. Um, and at the office too. And at the office. Too. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about Mandy trading work. She said sometimes she'll come in and do some painting, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> doing artwork for barter yes. out. Yeah. <laughs> Have you started on those yes. other things? Okay, good, because I need yes. to start. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. We were talking about some of you'll your... you'll be in pain until then. <laughs> until they're done. Okay. We were talking about some of your artwork, too, in the building. Do you have any? In my office? Yes. Have you? Do you notice your artwork that you had up? Um, well, I put it up, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do you like any of it? Oh, yeah. Which uh, one? Well, what, any uh, stories? Well, lots of, uh, some of it's local artists oh. and stuff. Uh, some of the woodwork uh, was done there. And we had, uh, let's see, what else have we got? Uh, one of the teachers one time, uh, she's passed away since then. She made uh, a picture with flowers and stuff that's out of flowers and petals and stuff yeah. like that. And uh, somebody's done some turning on lathes and stuff. Right. And other little things like that. There are some posters in my office that were uh, distributed or put out by my grandfather. Oh, that's neat. Uh, they're World War One posters. And uh, if you went in the office, you'd see a couple of them around there. Uh, it was the E.G. Rhenish Company. Actually, they did an expose on him on public TV one time because he took a lot of the pictures of the war and stuff where they had, you know, the generals and stuff and fighting. He also did a section where the soldiers were black, which was very unusual. That's why he made it to public TV as one of the people earlier and stuff doing that. And then my mo- my wife gave me some pictures that she got in Carbondale by a local artist there. Uh-huh. And there's a an Indian carving by Jeff Ferris. I don't know if you, Mandy would know who 
he's he's from he's a local guy with car things and he d- he teaches it now mm-hmm. and stuff and he did one of those yeah i like collecting a lot of the local yes. stuff and, and mandy's been a great inspiration uh-huh. for the community too and we're glad to have some of that knowledge of oh, and i also have a piece of the whitehall golf course what I there was a wa- there was a golf course in Whitehall. Uh, yeah, right down the street from my house. I owned yeah. a I owned a piece of it. I still have the piece of paper that says I own it. You own I part of it. I had to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the people passed away. A guy named Olin Neighbors. His wife mm-hmm. uh, sold to me after he passed away. And everybody, it cost a hundred dollars to everybody. And when you died, you passed it on to someone. That's when they built the, the course. Oh wow! And stuff. Wow, I'm gonna have to. And now somebody else lives there. They sold it for. Stuff. Who lives there now? Is it Stubbs? Yes, that's right. They had horses and stuff too. That's right. Stubbs did. Mm-hmm. So I you knew know who we're talking about. <laughs> okay. Did you grow up in Whitehall area or No, I grew up in the Chicago suburbs. Oh, okay. So you're a transplant like me, huh? Yes. Yes. <laughs> and the so city's a nice place. Chicago. Yeah. Down here? Yeah. Why yeah. did you choose that? Uh, you know, a lot of people have their whole lives planned out for them. And they think I'm gonna do this. I think I'm going to do that. I'm not exactly one of those people. <laughs> <laughs> I I think uh, I'm. I would never say like some people say. I've always wanted to be a dentist. I always wanted to be a pharmacist. I always wanted to be an. Uh, I originally wanted to be uh, a chemist and go for a PhD in physical chemistry. Really? Yeah, I love chemistry. It's it's fun playing with chemicals. <laughs> <laughs> when when I was a kid, everybody played with. Those little chemical kits, you have, everybody had them. That was a big toy. But, um, and then when I was in school up in Minnesota, I went to the College of St. Thomas in St. Paul. We went to 3M, and everybody knows yeah. Scottsdale. And there were 56 buildings there. And uh, they were all dedicated to adhesives. I learned that the rings on your jet are glued together, which is kind of scary. That is scary. <laughs> <laughs> Terrifying. Now I'm really scared. Why? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a little scary. But, uh, and uh, only two guys decided what everybody did in those buildings. Wow. I thought, well, you know, I'm, I'm not that smart that I'm going to be telling everybody else what to do. And that way, you know, so I figured uh, I didn't want to do that. So I thought, I was a junior in college at the time. I thought, well, then I'm going to go to medical school. And then there's some people who've been to college here that things different. Then I thought, well, you know, I'd have to be sober on weekends and everything. (laughs) 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 I'll go to dental school. (laughs) 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 That's right. But I think I would like doing lots of things. It'd be nice to live to be 200 years old so you could spend 30 or 40 years at lots of different things. Mm -hmm. And I just one of those person I said, whatever I do, I want to do it right. And that's more important than finding, oh, I love just doing this or I love doing that. I want to do it right, whatever it is you do. And there's there's more things to be had from doing it right and enjoying that than just doing something. Right. Having passion about it, too. Do you feel like you really enjoyed it? it? Well, well, I teach. You teach, too. Yeah, because I enjoy it enough. I go down there and help the kids at the dental school. I've been doing that for um, 20. Three, 24 years, maybe. So you can re- you remember how long you did that. <laughs> well, that's because every now and often they give me something. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you 
<laughs> on the board of health, yeah. it's, it's limited in uh, well, what you receive. <laughs> it's not that great, the keychain and everything. <laughs> and so you do that once a week or how yep, often? on Wednesdays. Wednesdays. And then you do something else on Thursdays too then, no? Or do you, do you teach somewhere else too? No, I did help out on Thursday mornings for oh, a okay. while, but I don't do that anymore. Okay. I'd rather not. I'd be enough as it is. Yes. <laughs> you get to work with my sister, too, Amy. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. That's nice. I like that. I do where, like that. Where's she at? She's down at the school. She used to work for Dr. Woodlock. Oh, mm-hmm. she did? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And when you go down to the dental school, what is the f- thing that you're really, like, excited to show somebody for the first time? Is there anything... Oh, no, I like going to lunch with all oh. of them. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's something I can relate That's to. That's something we can all uh, relate to. <laughs> Especially the variety. Uh, it's just working more practically with people mm-hmm. and stuff and the students. and uh, they're, they're changing their lives now. They spend all their lives, too many of them spent their times in biology and to get into the schools as opposed to the, the uh, other sciences like uh, math and chemistry, these are in physics. These are things where you do problem solving all day long. Biology majors do nothing but memorize, and you have to change the concept to yeah. problem solving. You're no longer just spitting something back. Right. You actually have to figure out why and stuff. And I kind of do that in the mornings. I work with special needs, so I have the students with that and have to talk to them about because they're not your ordinary people. Uh, in the essence, they take more time, mm-hmm. and you have to accommodate their needs to a large degree and kind of pander to some of the problems they have and find different ways to get them to cooperate. Part of problem yes. solving, right? Yeah. It's problem, problem solving. You do, and to do that, you just have to watch and listen and figure them out. Mm-hmm. You can't just do a routine. You have to see what makes them tick. Mm-hmm. And I hate to say you mimic them in some way, but you you do. Mm-hmm. You have to find that. Mm-hmm. You have to be a little bit of a chameleon. I feel like you're a very <laughs> good listener. I've seen that on the board, too. It's just your presence of just sitting back and watching and kind of waiting. And then uh, there's always a p- moment in time where you have something really wonderful no. to say. We're <laughs> just like you're waiting just for Dr. That. Woodlock you're to say that. stuff. <laughs> She's but doing it to me. She's no. <laughs> Everybody agrees on that. Um, what have you seen over time in the community? What's, um, you know, ha- has there been changes that you've seen progress since moving here, I guess, in the 80s when you opened your business? The differences in time that we are at now. Um, there are. There's, a well, at least in our field where we're talking in medical fields and such, uh the world, unfortunately, is going corporate, which is sad, but everybody wants to, if we go corporate, I don't have to do anything except work my nine-to-four job. I get paid a salary. I go home. I don't have to worry about emergencies. I don't have to worry about anything at all. I don't have to get close to any of my patients because they're coming in and out like cattle. Mm-hmm. And, it, and I'm sure you've experienced going to the doctor's offices, and so you don't have that kind of touch when we had doctors like... Uh, you know, Dr. Dash and Dr. Voigt and such, that would sit down and talk to you because they had the time to do it. Right. And they learned about you. They knew about your problems and such because they listened to you. They didn't feel like, okay, you got 20 minutes, you got 15 minutes, you got to get somebody in, you got to get them out. They listened to your problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, well, not everyone here knew Dr. Dash, but, I mean, he delivered, well, I say he delivered the babies. He was... Uh, 
a consummate family practitioner. Uh, and Dr. Voigt was very similar to that mm-hmm. in many ways because he knew so many things about it. Uh, I remember a story when I was talking to Ludwig about it, which unfortunately these kind of people are kind of gone. Um, he had a little girl, I think she was like 10 or 11 years old, uh, became very lethargic, anemic, pale, just and nobody knew why. These are kind of classic signs of leukemia in children. You probably already know that. And he, uh, you, he could have run a lot of tests on her and stuff. They could have taken a bone marrow and all this other, but he knew the family. He talked to the people. He knew what was going on in the family. So he called mom and dad in and asked them a question uh, if dad had been abusing his wife again and hitting her. And apparently he hadn't. Children react strangely to this. Saved a l- two things. <laughs> you know, their marriage, talking, the counseling and stuff he did that, plus keeping that little girl from a, a myriad number of horribly painful tests right. and stuff. That's gone. And that's not just here, that's across America. Yeah, and I think we've seen that just going to the doctor and they're just, go ahead and order that and get it done. And and you're just constantly running from specialist to specialist to Mm -hmm. specialist versus really having that good connection and communication. And I understand the need for specialists because there's just too much to learn. Yeah. I mean, you go back to at least when I was a child, if you had a heart attack, it was, well, here's two weeks in the hospital. If you live, you live. (laughs) <laughs> well, the world is different <laughs> today. So you do need a lot of specialists, and there's a lot of areas where you can't really say four years of medical school or dental school is really enough to be that kind of doctor anymore. Right. Which is kind of sad, but it's good many other ways because other things are being done. Right, right. And stuff. So. Um, and today is February 17th, and... It's actually a special day. It's the birth of the health department today. And this is so random because we actually got Dr. Woodlock here. And we said, oh, my gosh, I'm reading the history of the health department. And it says that February 17th was the day it was born in 1969. So um, it's kind of even more special that we have you here today and this special event. Yeah. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to the health department. Anything exciting that you've learned recently by the health department that you found interesting or fun or new um, that you'd like to share? Oh, I read the letter when I was at the formerly Burris Drugstore, the Farm Plus and Root House, and you have a letter that comes out, and I read that. Uh I said, I thought that was kind of nice. We're doing a lot more things than we did 25 years ago. Right. (laughs) And stuff, which is really good. Because I think the health department is taking over a lot of areas that that family practitioner and stuff used to be able to do and such. And the local hospitals and stuff. We have one here, but it's not like a full-time staff and people delivering babies and stuff like that, like it used to be Mm -hmm. and stuff. But it's still useful. Don't get me wrong. I would love to have somebody come in and do all that stuff. (laughs) Yeah, the the newsletter, which the community health team has really dedicated a lot of time. I think Ron, I know, had instituted that at the beginning. And Mandy, I believe, did Mandy do some of the work this uh, last Yeah, this, is her, this last one was her first one by herself. Yay! Uh, Good job, Mandy. Mandy! Thank you. <laughs> it's almost a year old now. Can you believe that? I cannot believe that. So, yeah, it's a, just a communication tool that we're trying to get out. Uh, same with mm-hmm. the podcast. Same, you know, just news media, radio, any ways that we can get information out and really just bring the community and connect and mm-hmm bring different perspectives in and, and share. So we're thankful. Well, we're doing so many more things at the health department that, you know, 10 years ago you probably would have said, well, we don't live near a big city. We're never going to get any of that. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. But 
now you're finding all sorts of things in anywhere from your drug addiction to the things you need for the pandemic and you name it. These are things that we just didn't do before. Mm-hmm. Right. But now we do. And we were well prepared for that pandemic. Yeah. Just look at where everybody could go somewhere and get it. They didn't have to drive to Springfield or Jacksonville to get anything that they needed. They could get it here. Right. Which really is kind of nice. Right. I think whenever they talked about um, the pandemic in general, they were looking at regional situations where mm-hmm. regionals will be able to serve for vaccine distribution at one time. And we demanded basically. You know, we're going to provide for our community. We're here. We're going to stand up and be sure that all of our residents have access to the things that we need to mm-hmm. um, stay right. well. So I think that will continue in emergency preparedness. And with our advocates in the in the mm-hmm. health department communicating that to the state level, I think is um, very important and that we continue to embrace the health department and advocate for why we need it. So. Absolutely. Yeah. But I'm just curious, since we have these balloons from China coming by, that emergency preparedness, has anybody asked you questions about that? They haven't, <laughs> but the state, what we have communicated just deeply about being prepared for other emergencies that we haven't seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, uh, the health departments are um, preparing for, always mm-hmm. preparing for uh, chemical release or a bioterrorism event. and um, You know, when it was going on and the people say, well, you don't want to shoot it down because the debris will come down, it might hurt somebody. I was wondering if something like that would have been an easy way to put anthrax in a balloon. You blow it up, yeah. and it goes across the country. Right. Yeah. And and we just had <laughs> communication about this is that the need for to be prepared for within 12 hours mm-hmm. for your whole community. Yeah. So right. we're making those steps and being prepared, and I think that in an event, we're working all night till everybody is oh, served. Sure. So Absolutely. It's nice yeah. not to be thought as you're out in the middle of nowhere, you don't get services. Right. We're getting some of the most important services through here. Yeah. That we didn't before. And, and people don't consider either that, you know, the hospital has to be able to triage the ill people and, mm-hmm. and, and maintain the, the help for those people. Um, we're here for the well and to prevent additional illness. So it's so important that we have extra bodies because the hospital can only support so much. Support so yeah. much so. Absolutely. Oh, sure. And then you've got the home health care, which is nice not to have to use somebody so far away that doesn't, you know, and, and I read back on the history, too, is home health was one of the number one services that we had. That was the only service that we started with right. in the beginning, mm-hmm. too, which is, you know, different for some health departments that didn't even have home health. This has been maintained for a very long time and was one of the essential reasons why the health department was formed. So mm-hmm. I thought that was definitely interesting. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, thank you so well, much. Yeah, thanks for coming. Yes, thank you. Hi, doctor. You mean I can't talk for hours? <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this has a limit of time. <laughs> we can definitely I had some that. great stories. No, okay, you, can, you can definitely definitely come back anytime. Oh, and we love your stories. So well, any more extra stories you want to come in, anytime, you just roll in here. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> so. Well, thanks for having me. And thanks for being here. fun. And next week, thanks again. Thank you. Thank you. you. We'll see you all next week. See you.